This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. The Arctic air mass that moved into Montana late Tuesday night has broken decade-old records in parts of the state, according to the National Weather Service. Temperatures in central and western Montana reached 30 to 40 below early Thursday morning. In eastern Montana, temperatures were in the 15 to 35 degree range, with wind chills of 40 to 60 below. It was so cold across Montana and Wyoming Thursday morning that the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's GOES satellite could see the temperature difference in the cold air. The coldest temperatures reported as of Thursday morning, 50 below in Elk Point between Butte and Helena, 49 below in Lincoln, northwest of Helena, 44 degrees in Rock Creek, south of Dillon, and 41 below at St. Mary's on the east side of Glacier National Park. In Bozeman, the temperature fell to 38 degrees, and a sensor in the Helena Valley measured 36 degrees below zero before it broke. The National Weather Service in Great Falls said the Elk PARP sensor also stopped reporting at 50 below, quote, likely its minimum operating value. The sensor also recorded a wind chill of 74 below between 3 and 4 Thursday morning. Great Falls International set a new record low for December 22nd at 33 degrees below zero. The record was minus 27 in 1892. The Bozeman Airport set a record of low of 44 below, as did Lincoln at 49 below. Bozeman was just two degrees off of its all-time record low of 46, set on Christmas Eve in 1983. Multiple locations set record low maximum temperatures. These again were highs for the day. Cut Bank 20 below, the record 15 set in 1990. Great Falls, the high was 19, the previous record was 17 below. The minimum temperature was 19 below, the previous record had been 14 below. Shoto at 18 below, previous record 9 in 1989. And Stanford, the high for the day was 17. The previous record had been 15 below, set in 1990. Helena Public Schools and Billings Public Schools canceled classes and other activities because of the Arctic cold, with Billings Public Schools declaring an unforeseen emergency in order to not have to make up the missing day in warmer weather. The frigid temperatures will remain in place overnight into Friday, and wind chill warnings remain in effect until Friday morning for much of Montana. But temperatures will warm into the teens in many areas of the state Friday, accompanied by some light snow, then into the 30s and 40s during the weekend. The National Weather Service says that some ice jams could start to build because of the hard freeze and thawing this weekend. Montana's Redistricting Commission on Wednesday made its final revisions to the legislative map 
before voting to submit the updated proposal to the legislature in January. The legislature will have 30 days then, after January 6th, to comment on the map. The commission will then have another 30 days to make more changes and submit it to the Secretary of State's office. That will complete the process. The Montana Districting and Apportionment Committee made relatively minor edits to the map during the Wednesday meeting. The changes were made in Cascade County and near Lewistown, which roused some debate along party lines. The commission also made a unanimous amendment in Lake County. The vote to send the most updated map to the legislature was split, as has been typical throughout the process, with Democrats in favor, Republicans opposed, and Chairwoman Maylin Smith breaking the tie. Commissioners will meet again in February to receive the recommendations from the legislature, and then will have 30 days to send the final map to the Secretary of State's office. A Navajo Indian-owned coal company that operates the Spring Creek Mine in southeast Montana says that the BNSF Railroad is giving preferential service to other mines in the region. On Monday, the Navajo Transitional Energy Company, that's NTEC, filed a breach of contract lawsuit in U.S. District Court in Billings against Texas-based BNSF. The company says that BNSF's preferential treatment of other mines has caused NTEC to lose more than $150 million in revenue and incurred more than $15 million. It's called a demurrage penalty. It's a fee paid by a company when a ship is not loaded by an agreed-upon date. NTEC alleges that BNSF railroad actions show that it was prioritizing maximum profit over customer needs. Besides losing millions of dollars in revenue for not being able to fulfill its contracts with customers, Entex says the company has had to pay fines at the ports because it can't load its ships in a timely manner. An 11-year effort to manage crowding on one of Montana's most popular fishing sites ended without resolution Wednesday when the Fish and Wildlife Commission decided not to advance regulatory changes on the Madison River. In lieu of pursuing a commission-directed rulemaking process, the commission expressed interest in putting the issue on the Environmental Quality Council's plate, a move that would effectively delay any regulatory changes for years. Commissioner Casey Walsh of Martinsdale said, both the department and the governor's office believe this issue will be best addressed by a legislative solution. They're recommending that the EQC take this as a study bill to the legislature. I think that's the best approach, end quote. U.S. Senator John Tester said this week that the U.S. National Defense Authorization Act includes key provisions from Tester to support law enforcement and combat illicit fentanyl trafficking. Quote, fentanyl is a huge problem. Tester said that to the Daily Interlake this week. Quote, it's something we need to try and get our arms around very, very quickly. 
the defense authorization bill, overwhelmingly approved by the Senate last week, includes several of Tester's proposals. The first, Tester's Protecting America's Borders Against Fentanyl Act, requires that the Department of Homeland Security, as well as other agencies, research technologies to target fentanyl, specifically as it comes over a border. According to often travels to the U.S. through cars and trucks, so developing technology that could detect the drug inside a vehicle would be very beneficial. Further provisions of Testers Prevents Act direct the department to purchase containment devices to store illicit narcotics. According to Tester, this is essential because it will prevent agents from getting sick or dying in the line of duty. The bills now head to President Biden's desk after provisions from both acts were included in the NDAA. Biden has indicated he will sign the legislation. Final figures released Thursday say nearly 107,000 Americans died of drug overdoses last year. The actual number, 106,699 according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. That's up 16% from the 92,000 deaths in 2020. Life expectancy in the U.S. dropped for the second consecutive year in 2021, falling to the lowest it has been since 1996, according to the CDC. Life expectancy is now 76 years and five months. The CDC on Thursday released a final report on overall U.S. deaths in 2021. 3.4 million Americans died this year. That's up 80,000 from the previous year. Accidental injuries, which includes drug overdoses, were the fourth most leading cause of death after heart disease, cancer, and COVID-19. COVID-19 was a major contributor to the decline in life expectancy, which is now two and a half years shorter than it was at the beginning of the pandemic. After a drop of 1.8 years in 2020, another drop of 0.6 years last year brought U.S. expectancy at that 76,500 level. Nearly one in eight deaths in 2021 were due to COVID, up from 1 in 10 in 2020. It was again the third leading cause of death. The U.S. population expanded by 1.2 million people this year, with growth largely driven by international migration. And the nation now has 333.2 million residents, again according to the U.S. Census Bureau. Net international migration. That's the number of people moving into the U.S. minus the number of people moving out of the U.S. was more than a million residents between 2021 and 2022, a growth rate of 16% over the previous 376,000 international migrants. Every state gained residents from abroad, according to the 2022 population census. Natural growth, the number of births minus the number of deaths, added another 245,000. 
This year's U.S. annual growth rate of 0.4% was a rebound of sorts from the 0.1% during the worst of the pandemic from 2020 to 2021. That was the lowest since the nation's founding in 1789. Regionally, the Northeast lost almost 219,000 people moving out of New York, New Jersey, and Massachusetts, and deaths outpaced births in Pennsylvania. The Midwest lost 49,000 residents. People moved out of Illinois, and deaths outpacing births in Ohio. The South gained 1.3 million residents, the largest of any region, driven by population gains in Texas and Florida that produced a half million residents each. Other southern states like North Carolina, Georgia, South Carolina, and Tennessee also had large growth numbers. Texas, the second most populous state in the U.S., surpassed the 30 million residents mark. California is above that already, but California lost more than 113,000 residents and has a population of just over 39 million in what was the biggest annual decline in, besides New York's, more than 180,000. Despite the overall population loss, California had the largest growth of any state in international residence, just ahead of Florida with more than 125,000 people. The West, in 2022, lost its luster as a magnet for domestic migration. Without international migration and a sizable natural increase with births outnumbering deaths, the West would have lost population with residents moving out of Oregon and Washington. Western hotspots like Utah, Idaho, and Montana had smaller gains than last year. Some of the slower growth in the rest has to do with the pandemic which led fewer people to move and also increased cost of living in places regarded as cheaper alternatives to California. Puerto Rico lost 40,000 residents, that's 1.3% of its population. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is heard podcasts worldwide with listeners in now 50 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations, 31 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network. That includes KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.